Caller, hi, hi there. Mike from Florida. Hi, Mike from Florida. How are you? Hey, I'm Ilty. Hey. Um, <laughs> hi. Hey, uh, last week you two said something that really stood out to me, so I'm, I'm going to have a question for you all. Okay. But you both said the reason you've been in the game, I think, Kate, you said nine years and Milty. Ten. Pretty mm-hmm. much the same was that. Yeah. Yeah, ten. That, that basically you're fighting against Satan, okay? Yeah. That was kind of the gist of it. And I'm with you on that, okay? Mm-hmm. And then we go back to, I think the last time you interviewed Don Fotheringham, you asked him something along the lines like, what's the antidote to this? And right. he said exposure. Uh, Remember? Yes, yes. Remember? So it took COVID for me to kind of like, I've already, to, to actually come out of my shell Mm-hmm. And, you know, approach people in the grocery store and tell them, thanks for not wearing a mask and right. things like that. But right. it's also just among my friends. Right. So my question to you, both of you, and I've been wanting to ask you this for a while. Okay. Go back to a time when maybe there was a time when you weren't really talking about, you know, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. uh, speaking the truth boldly, let's say. You mean when Seriously. I read People magazine cover to cover every day? Like that time in my life? <laughs> Exactly. Right. Stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, But go back to that time. Mm -hmm. And then what what was the inflection point where you changed? And now here you are on the radio speaking truth to power. Okay. Good question. Both of you. I'd love to hear from both of you what that transition was. And the reason I'm asking that is because there's a lot of people that listen that are otherwise what we might call lurkers that have not jumped yet yeah that's true And the more of us that wake up and speak out Mm -hmm. we can push this back no you're right you're absolutely right it's a great question okay we'll answer it thank you okay love it uh that's perfect uh by the way i did say that i said that after if i had to look at the last 10 years and sum it up in a sentence do you know what i i thought i was going to be i thought i was going to be learning about government and politics but you know what i've actually been learning how satan works because his biggest his biggest footprint is in government and politics because it steals liberty and free agency. That's why. I never realized that truly until recently in giving that some reflection. But if I had to go back, if I had to go back and, and tell you what it was like for me before I started doing this, the only reason that I started looking into things was curiosity because when you're when you're having to talk about something openly in front of all kinds of people, and as it's coming out of your mouth, you're realizing it doesn't make sense. This is me nine years ago, ten years ago. You realize it doesn't make sense. And I knew it didn't feel honest. And I'm going, now, why do I think this? So I actually had to walk into my own cognitive dissonance and figure out which part of what I was saying wasn't right. I had to question myself. It's difficult to do, but natural curiosity led me down every path I've been down on this show. And this is what leads me into 25,000 hours of study is, is natural curiosity. Why, 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 why? What's yours, Uncle Milty? I have to go back just a little further. Mm-hmm. But when I was a freshman in high school, mm-hmm. if we look back at that time, a lot of my teachers were immigrants. Mm-hmm. That had escaped Europe during World War II. Okay. And so we got a constant flow. 
like the history teacher, Mrs. Mm-hmm. Bleemeister. She always had stories about how she escaped from Russia. And then then reading John Birch material. Mm. And it woke me up to the fact that without good fighting evil, evil will conquer. Yeah. And that's when I knew it was all about being good and fighting evil. That's interesting. Hmm. You know, um, I like I said, I used to read People magazine. I am serious. I read it all the time. That's all I ever read. I would watch the news sometimes. And I was taught how to feel by the news. I was taught what to think. The problem came when I had to articulate what I thought on my own when it came to questions about government. So the best thing that you can do is get into a conversation with somebody like my prior self and start asking them questions to articulate their stance when they have to articulate their stance. And as, as it's coming out of their mouth and they realize it's not making sense (laughs) because they're repeating a Fox news ism or a CNN ism, which isn't news at all. It's misinformation. When they start realizing that it doesn't make sense, if they're honest, if they're honest at all, It will lead them down a path of trying to discover truth. And I think that's honestly the deal. I think it's honestly what led me to want to know more is because I knew that once I was stating how I felt, if somebody said, well, why don't you think, why do you think the government should do this? And why do you think the government should not do this? Once I had to explain that to somebody, then you realize what you don't know. And for someone like me, I didn't want to not know it. So then I would move down the path where I could find out something that would make sense to me. Then the natural curiosity took over and I wanted to know, well, why do we do this? And why do we do that? And wait a minute, how much have we been lied to? And how much do we think that's not true? The first thing, the first question I had was why we should have mandatory seatbelt laws. And I couldn't answer it. I don't know, because it makes us safe. Well, Mm -hmm. shouldn't you be able to do that on your own as an individual? To determine that? Well, no, because the state should be able to tell you that. Well, what else should the state be able to tell you? I mean, honestly, I couldn't answer it without running into problems with the the way I thought about it. <laughs> well, well, on top of that, seatbelts don't make you safe. No. Except in premise. very specific right, circumstances. Right. So the whole premise was <laughs> against your liberty to decide what's right for you and what's best for you and all built on a lie that it did make you safer. And it really, not all circumstances did it make you safer. So as I was trying to explain this to somebody, I couldn't explain it. And this, and the more I said, see, you can't tell somebody what you think. You have to ask them what they think. If you want to draw something out of somebody, say, what do you think about this? And then start questioning them on why they think it. And when they can't answer it, it may lead them to think, oh my gosh, maybe I don't really know how I feel about this. Wait a minute, I'm contradicting myself. Wait a minute, I sound like a hypocrite. Now, wait a minute, what am I saying? That was the only thing that actually got me to, to want to know. And that's what, read, that, that's what led me to read Bastiat the Law. Because then it was a, it was a book about how things are supposed to be governed, what, what government's supposed to do, what they're not supposed to do. But I would have not read that book. I wouldn't have picked it up if I didn't if I didn't know what a hypocrite I sounded like when I was t- trying to tell somebody why they should wear a seatbelt and why it should be mandatory. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that weird? 
But that's actually, it's a great question. Thank you, Mike from Florida. It's a great question because I don't talk about it that much. But it was curiosity. Then it was a matter of pride because I was on the radio in front of everybody and I'd better know what I'm talking about. So I started studying and studying and studying because I didn't want to look like a full-on idiot. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest with you. I, I don't want to look. I don't want to look stupid. And I knew I sounded like an idiot, and so I had to kind of. I had to really t- take my cognitive dissonance and turn it inside out. And honestly, I got a little angry. Expect people to get angry when you tell them the truth. Because it goes against what they think and they don't want to look like an idiot. That's right. Right? So expect them to get angry, but hopefully you're nudging the curiosity to come out. Hopefully they're going to get curious in their off time. and They're going to go, wow, I sounded like an idiot. Because also, if you give your kids a topic to teach, watch your kids go in and try to find information to teach. When you're a teacher, when you have to teach something, you're going to know what you're talking about more so than just having a quiet, silent opinion. Ask your kids to teach why the founders taught what they taught, why they put into the Constitution what they did, why people fought in the revolution. Why were they told not to be a good citizen in an era where we're told to be a good citizen? Why is that? Then let your kids loose, because if you have to teach something, it's way different than just taking it in all the yep. time. Like we take in news all the time, right? Yeah. I know, it's crazy. Not so much anymore. I know. I really have stopped. Yeah, but honestly, when you get people to have to talk about their views outwardly, that's what that's what does it. That's what does it. Draw, draw somebody into a conversation where you're only asking them questions and they have to actually tell you where they stand. Everybody wants to take a stand, And that's why you'll see a lot of people fighting for climate change, right? Because they think that they're going to get brownie points as being a good person for fighting this fight, Mm -hmm. even though the fight is ridiculous and asinine. They think that they're fighting for something and they don't know enough about it to know that that maybe this is asinine and ridiculous. So if you get if you if you make somebody a teacher or you get them to actually articulate why they're doing something, then maybe it'll dawn on them. Oh, wait a minute. I might not have all the information I need. (laughs) Well, that's exactly what happens. They realize their Mm -hmm. ignorance. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's, how can I put this much of my time and energy into something I know nothing about? It's the truth, though, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So ask them if they've ever been a victim of climate change. Yeah. Because if they're concerned that we are victims of it right now, ask them, why that is how do they recognize that we're a victim of climate change yeah because they would actually have to try to find that out and there's not going to be an answer there's no answer because it's a nothing burger (laughs) so (laughs) it's it's going to be we're going to have to start questioning people and drawing them into conversations more and more it's a great question thank you mike be faithful be fearless thanks uncle milty Uh and see you back here tomorrow on the wednesday show Mm -hmm.